Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bees Books Edition, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi, this is Paddy. And this is Jenny, and we're here to talk about Bees, Bees Books. Books! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we did it, right? eye contact. <laughs> That's what was missing <laughs> the last time. So, I am super excited about this week's theme that Bee gave us, because I think it encapsulates two of my favorite things, food and adventures. Excellent. And it's called Snacks and Supplies. Indeed. Uh, I don't know why I said supplies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Snacks and Supplies, like a normal person, mm-hmm. or if you want to be weird, Supplies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what's the book that you have? So, I have chosen the book, Lessons in Chemistry, by ah. Bonnie Garmus. Okay. Um, and I want to talk about bit about the cover later mm. on as well, um, harking back to one of our other podcasts. Right. But I can see a rainbow and possibly um, some kind of animal that might be a unicorn. So I need to know what you're doing. So what are you talking about today? Is The Magic <gasps> Faraway Tree, A New Adventure by oh. Jacqueline Wilson. Oh. I don't know if you know the original Faraway Tree yes, series. Yes. So I didn't know that Jacqueline Wilson, who is this ridiculously prolific writer, I don't know how she manages to write so many books, but she's doing a spin on the Magic Faraway Tree series. Uh-huh. And this is one, and there's another Christmassy one, which is uh-huh. next on my list, which is like a Christmas adventure. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So this is my book. Okay, I want to point out neither of her books straight away have anything to do with snacks <laughs> no. or supplies. No. Um, no. So what does the magic faraway tree have to do with snacks? Right, so this this requires some little bit of context. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> but actually it doesn't, but I'm gonna give it anyway. So Enid Blyton books, I don't like generations of Indians have grown up reading it. I don't know now if kids are still reading it, but Certainly when I was growing up and like my previous like sort of grown ups and like things, it just sort of captured our imaginations and the things that we most loved was all the food descriptions. Like for us, things felt so exotic, like not the Magic Faraway Tree series in which it was fantastical, but even like the famous five, they would go on picnics and now as an adult, I'd be like, okay, they're eating boiled eggs with a twist of salt. (laughs) (laughs) Not the most earth shattering (laughs) sort of thing. But you know, when we were growing up, and obviously we used to grow up with different kinds of Indian foods, mm-hmm. so reading about all these picnics and the midnight feasts at Mallory Towers mm-hmm. and all the farms that these people used to go to or have like, under, uh, like they were hiding from smugglers and having like these made up uh, picnics and feasts. It just completely, we were so obsessed with it. But the first Enid Blyton book that I ever read and loved, and in fact, the first fantasy book and the first like proper uh, chapter book that I ever read when I was five was um, oh. The Enchanted Wood, mm-hmm. the first in the Magic Faraway Tree series. And I, it, it was like love at first sight. Like even now, while rereading this book, uh, or reading this book, I guess, where Jacqueline Wilson revisits, but with new characters, sort of new kids mm-hmm. uh, climbing the tree, uh, so I should tell you what the magic faraway tree is, I guess. <laughs> but just it just sort of like I wanted to head back to this sort of nostalgic kind of thing, but in a new way, mm-hmm. which I quite enjoyed. And um, so there's lots of different kinds of food in it. And it's also an adventure because the magic faraway trees, tree Li- uh, like not lives I guess lives yeah in the enchanted wood mm-hmm. which uh, these three kids they you know sort of stumble they have a cottage next door they come for summer holidays for six weeks 
and they find the, this wood, the enchanted wood, and then they find the magic faraway tree, which is like it's this uh, magic tree, and it has uh, like a bunch of like uh, increasingly ludicrous characters living <laughs> in it. There's a uh, quite fairly normal Silky the fairy, mm-hmm. as one you know, a fairy. Uh, there's an angry pixie. That's the oh. first person you meet on the faraway tree who is often like throwing jugs of water or onion soup or like whatever <laughs> he has because he's very angry. Everyone's like looking at him like, you know, not, he doesn't have any privacy. So they climb up, then they meet Silky who's nice and often gives them food. Uh, and then they go up a little more and there's like Dame Washalot mm-hmm. who washes a lot of laundry. It sounds a bit like me. <laughs> but do you do what she does, which is just tips the water over and like oh, drenches. No. <laughs> so you've got onion soup and then her water comes and nice. thankfully washes it away, mm-hmm. which is great. And then further up you go, I think there's a couple of other people from the original series that are not in this series, mm-hmm. from what I remember, but at the top of the tree is Moonface. That's the only character I remember from the, the original ones. Guess why his name is Moonface. Tell us. His face <laughs> looks like the moon. <laughs> there's no code there. <laughs> oh, there's also Mr. What's-His-Name. I, f- I forgot about him. His name is literally Mr. What's-His-Name. Oh, okay. Because uh, there, like, there was a whole plot point in the original books, which I still remember, that, you know, at one point he kept getting, uh, like, irritated that nobody remembered his name. So he goes to like the land of secrets and whatever. I'll tell you about the lands at the top of the tree. But he finds like the secret of his name or something like that. And he learns it, like he tries to memorize it. But it's so long and so overly complicated that he's just like, okay, Mr. What's-His-Name is fine. (laughs) And then his best friend who comes to live with him, the saucepan man. And why is he called the saucepan man? Because he literally wears saucepans all okay. over. Like he has a saucepan <laughs> hat. He had saucepans like strung up and he used to sell saucepans oh, to okay. people. Just like, okay. you know, like, oh, you want to wear a saucepan? Here, here's my hat. <laughs> and you can, but here in this book now, because it's a bit modern, uh, there was a reference to it saying that, you know, now people buy saucepans in shops and online. So his sort of services are no longer Aww. really required. But he's like embraced the identity well. <laughs> of a saucepan man. And at, so at the end, at the completely at the top of the tree, ooh, moon face is also a really fun aspect. I know this sounds like completely demented about two <laughs> adults on the top. But this, like, I, honestly, if like any adults want to revisit this, like mm-hmm. they sort of, if they loved it as kids, or they just want to have some joy and magic and fun, or they want to introduce a kid to this, I think it's such a fun book to just fall in love with reading, really. And How do you feel with Jacqueline Wilson taking the reins? Does it work? I think it does, but I also feel like when I was reading it as a kid, I like had much, I was much more immersed mm-hmm. in the books. And like because everything felt so magical. So at the top of the tree, there are all these different lands that like every few days or every other day, there's a a different land that comes on the top of the tree. So you can climb up. And sometimes they're really nice lands, like the land of birthdays or the land of take as you please or the land of treats. Mm. But sometimes they're like really bad lands and like they're they're not fun at all. In this one, they had like a fun land. One was full of unicorns. One was uh, of bouncy castles. Ooh. And one was of dragons, which was not fun. Oh. But I feel like the kinds of lands that Enid Blyton came up with, or maybe it was the stage that I was at when I was reading it, like a kid, it just felt so much more magical mm-hmm. and so much more fraught. 
because there were like different kinds of lines and there was I remember this one horrible teacher called Dame Slap who was just like oh. just a terrible teacher just, just like <laughs> love slapping people and um, they'd keep getting trapped on this land because if the land moves away there's no way to get back to the faraway oh. tree so there's like this danger there oh. so I felt like that kind of was missing a little bit for me mm-hmm. but again like if a kid reads it I'm sure they'd love Jacqueline Wilson and my, one of my favorite things about this is obviously you need supplies to climb up a tree and Absolutely. things and the most important supplies is food mm-hmm. right so the kinds of food that's in it is so fun because they're all magical and made up so one of them is like a toffee shock which you put in your like it's a toffee okay it's mm-hmm. a normal toffee and moonface loves giving this to people you put it in your mouth oh lovely oh toffee suck 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 oh toffee lovely and then it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger like until your whole mouth is taken oh. over by a toffee <laughs> and you're like you can't talk and you're like looking in alarm like what's happening <laughs> am i going mad and then it just goes pop and oh. there's nothing left in your mouth so it's a toffee shock oh. and there was silky also makes these cakes which like it, they just look like plain normal sort of muffins or whatever and like everyone takes them out of the tin but then it transforms into your favorite flavor oh. so there's a strawberry there's blackcurrant there's chocolate and there's vanilla with so so those kinds of you know magical things <laughs> and like just the kind of imagination that even exists in putting these things together especially as a kid mm-hmm. i even as an adult for that matter like just before we were recording i was looking up like things online and there's a book which we don't have unfortunately but it's called jolly good food yeah. which is inspired it's a cookbook inspired by Enid Blyton's recipes oh nice and but there's also like a lot of blogs and things that have they've tried to recreate all these like uh, things oh. so they put like popping candy in like a toffee thing and mm-hmm. it's just i think it just captured a lot of people's imagination so mm-hmm. this is why i think this is the perfect book for me excellent and what would you snack on as you were reading I it, so as I was reading I think I would snack on a stuffed cookie. Mm-hmm. Um but do you know what a stuffed cookie no, is? No I have no idea. So <laughs> I just recently discovered this excellent place in Glasgow that does stuffed cookies and they had a Halloween themed <gasps> stuffed cookie Ooh. things. So things like um like a banoof bunufi ke bunufi there was a pun there was a pun involved which I can't remember but like dead dead velvet instead of red velvet oh, and nice. so different flavors there's a pistachio one that's in my freezer that's like I'm Ooh. quite looking forward to but essentially it's just a, a like this a giant like a fist sized cookie mm-hmm. i guess a little bigger and you just pop it into the oven a little bit to melt the insides and then inside is all gooey <gasps> and and big and there's nuts on top there's a nutella cookie which oh, was beautiful nice. with the little ghosts on top mm-hmm. and the banoffee one had like a banana uh, sort of banana chip with ghost eyes oh, nice <laughs> and like skeletons the oh. dead velvet had skeletons on it so it's just yeah so i think that's what i would have but it not maybe not while reading the book no. because it's quite a messy thing to eat <laughs> so i'd probably like get if it was my copy would be fine mm-hmm. library copy not, not so, much. so much see i'm not a snacker when i'm reading Um, I will get up and uh-huh. you know, but I won't sit with my book and something to eat at the same time. Oh. I think because I'm so immersed usually in a book, because um, I'm one of these people that go, yeah, I need to get up in five minutes and put the dinner on, yeah, and then twenty minutes later, oh, I should have put the dinner on already. <laughs> That's I'm not a snacker either. I think this is like my sort of wishful snacking. Yeah. Like I, 
I usually like yeah I'm too immersed in it too. If I eat, I might eat crisps or like banana chips or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, like this is just because of all the baked goods. Yes. Like I think a stuffed cookie could be maybe like one of those like yes, fancy, uh-huh, yes. silky, fanciful creations. I think she should That's quite get along with it. I also like the cover of it. Mm. Um, it's um. I can't remember what the covers of the original ones were like, um, but it's very, um, it jumps out at you. And there's a dragon at the back. I was just going to say, there's not a unicorn <laughs> on the back. I thought I'd seen a unicorn, no. but, but there is a dragon. But Oh, there is a unicorn there is on, on the, the front. front. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Because they did go to the land of unicorns. I was like, you couldn't possibly have made that up. <laughs> but there was a rainbow in the there back, was, so, yes. like, so it, it's that. just, I, like, I fully recommend this to adults, to kids, to just somebody who's just, you know, looking either to revisit a nostalgic childhood or just you know if you've not read the originals do you is that okay it is okay yes i think like for me obviously because of my relationship with the books i would go back Mm -hmm. to the originals and read them in fact this has inspired me to reread the originals but maybe i'll read them and i'll be like actually they were not as good as i you know sometimes that happens books that you love as kids as an adult you have like different uh, different gaze Mm -hmm. i guess because you lost the joy of (laughs) (laughs) magic but it's it, it was so nice revisiting this even like through Jacqueline Wilson's because she writes at the end that this was the first book like the first big book that she ever read Ah. and fell in love with so she was super excited to revisit it Mm -hmm. and yeah and the next one's Christmas so I think like I'm going to definitely pick that one up uh, to you know just like Uh yeah get into the spirit of things so (laughs) now enough about um, faraway trees and uh, moon faces (laughs) (laughs) tell me about your book so lessons in chemistry it is a fabulous book and I would recommend it to everybody. However, go and read it before I start talking about it because I'm going to spoil it a wee bit for you because yes. um, it's one of those books that you want to talk about. Um, so basically it's set like over sort of between 1952 and 1964-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has very much that feel of, as you were talking earlier, kind of nostalgia-ish, mm. um, even though I wasn't alive then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically it's this, this woman, Elizabeth Zott, who wants to be a chemist. Um, and obviously women in that era, that wasn't really mm-hmm. a thing. So she tries very hard. She goes and she, she tries to do a PhD. Something bad happens to her, so she has to drop out. Then she finds another place. It's all set in America, sorry, I should have mm-hmm. said that. Um, and she gets somewhere else. And the story basically begins by telling you that 10 years later, um, she works on, with the TV. She does a cooking show. Um, and she's basically writing a wee message to her daughter to put in her lunchbox to take to school. Oh. Um, and then the daughter comes home and basically she finds out her daughter is giving her very nutritional lunch to somebody else. So Elizabeth goes and speaks to the dad of said child who works in television and basically she gets into television through that, not Ah. on purpose, um, but through that. So it kind of jumps around and I've jumped around quite a lot there describing it. Um, But then it kind of settles into... Um, her the nasty thing happens and then she goes somewhere and basically she borrows some beakers off of somebody who is like very very clever and writes lots and lots of papers um, 
as you were talking about one of our previous podcasts about somebody, he's got like 12 PhDs and all Ruth this kind Banner. of Yes. Outrageous. <laughs> he's that kind of a person. He's very much into rowing. Ah. Um, so he did go and study in London for a while um, and mm-hmm. obviously the big boat races yeah, down yeah. in Cambridge and Oxford, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, and she gets into rowing through him and... Oh. I can't tell you enough how much there is in this book for such a small book. There's so much in it. But basically, she goes and borrows these beakers um, and everyone's like, ooh, you can't borrow beakers off him because he's like the top dog. Um, And they're all slightly in awe of him Mm -hmm. and also jealous and scared at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, they kind of get together. Mm. Um, They're both very much alike and that they see the world slightly differently um so elizabeth doesn't understand why a woman can't do exactly what a man does she wants to be a chemist she doesn't want to be a housewife yeah. raising kids um but the world around her doesn't really let her mm-hmm. um so they get together um they get a dog oh. who is called 630 um, because basically it follows her home one day and she opens the door and the dog's behind her and he says to her, what's the dog's name? And she hears what time it is. <laughs> she says 6.30 and basically because... But he is my favourite character in the book oh. because he also has a voice. Oh. So again, Elizabeth doesn't go with what everybody else thinks, so she teaches her dog words. So by the end of the book, I think he knows 695 words. Oh. But you hear his voice, like, as you're going through when something else bad happens. Um, he's kind of there. Um, and his voice is just wonderful mm. because it is a dog voice. But at the same time, it's how you would like dogs to think. It's that like that sense. dog and up. Do you know yes, yes, yeah. yes. He doesn't talk out loud, um, <laughs> but you hear his, his thoughts. Yeah. Um, but he's very much a nice, a nice dog. And he kind of... Um, you know, it is there throughout most of the book. Um, anyway, so something else happens, which I won't spoil it too much mm-hmm. for you. Um, and then she's kind of left alone. Um, suddenly to suck at covers, she's pregnant. Um, and again, at that time, unmarried mother, you know, it, it's very much people yeah. just, you know, are not happy with that. Pariah. Exactly. Um, so eventually she gets this cooking show, but it's not just an ordinary cooking show. She does it as a chemistry lesson. Oh, so she doesn't call salt salt. Oh, and forgive it. me because I don't know the, the technical word for yeah, sodium to... something yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and basically, she teaches these women, it's now sort of late 50s into the 60s, um, the women that are watching the programme on a weekday afternoon, she teaches them how to cook, but she's also teaching them chemistry in a way. Oh, I love that. And she kind of... Um, inspires a lot of people to go, a lot of women to go on and do other Good things inside. from that. Um, but she's obviously not happy because that's not what she wanted to yeah. do. She wants to be a chemist. Um, it does have a happy ending, which again, I'll try not to spoil yeah. for you, but it does have a happy ending. Um, but it's just wonderful. She's so inspirational, but at the same time, she's quite a character. Mm-hmm. Um, she's possibly got some kind of issues or yeah Yeah. you kind of you know it's not really said out loud but um she's very focused on something and you know she's she's very much in the zone Uh um and 
it's just a wonderful book and the dog ends up coming to the tv weather the dog kind of features on the tv program as well and um it's one of these ones where there's a live audience and she does questions and um there's a very very funny bit where she's quite angry at a gentleman um and she decides to throw the she doesn't really have a script as such but she usually kind of thinks ahead she throws that out the window and decides to tell everybody about poisoned mushrooms <laughs> and then goes on to say, so you need to be very careful that you don't put these mushrooms because that might cause death. So even if your husband's not very nice, you know, it's it's that kind of a thing. Um, but it's very good because the producers of the programme are shocked to uh-huh. begin with. You know, they've set up the kitchen um, how we would think of, like a Mary Berry kitchen. Yeah, it's yeah, all very... Yeah twee in a nice way you know there's like a, a teapot clock on the wall and you know there's all these things and she basically goes in sweeps it all away and wants like a proper kitchen in her own house she took out a kitchen while she was pregnant because she's that kind of woman <laughs> and basically made her kitchen a lab oh. so there is a, a, the eye wash station is where she does dishes <laughs> um, and all her stuff's stainless steel so she tries for more of that kind of a look yeah. um, so it's less like a, a kind of a traditional kitchen yes um, it's more of a kind of you know I mean she's cooking she doesn't use like she uses beakers and stuff to measure things out and and things like that Um, and it's just it's just such a wonderful book Um, and I just want to read a wee bit out to you if you don't mind of course Um, so halfway through the book um, she's talking about basically um, how it's not a men are evil book because Mm -hmm. there are some lovely men in it um, but it's the, the she lives in a patriarchal system. Yes, uh-huh, yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, she kind of um, is talking about you know her brother. She comes from a bad family as well, um, and her brother killed himself, and and that makes it sound like a very depressing mm-hmm. book, but it's not the way it kind of spins it. Um, but she's talking about how her dad was very much, um, you know, set things on fire and things, and a kind of encouraging you to believe in God type ah, way was one of these kind of quite right, um, fundamentalist yes but then he kind of set fire to the wrong people oh, right. <laughs> um, and bad things happen yeah. um, anyway so she's talking about basically men and she goes on to say um, she only ever seemed to bring out the worst in men they either wanted to control her touch her, dominate her, silence her correct her or tell her what to do she didn't understand why they couldn't just treat her as a fellow human being, a colleague, a friend, an equal, or even just a stranger on the street, someone to whom one is automatically respectful, right up until you find the bodies buried in the backyard. <laughs> and I thought that was very telling. Yeah. You know, that why would you treat somebody different until you know them? Yeah. You know, just be a wee bit respectful, whether, yeah. you know, man, woman, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot in it. Um. No, you've completely <laughs> sold it to me. I especially love the idea of, like, obviously she was very unhappy in the kitchen uh, and, like, on the TV show. But I love this idea of, like, there should be a TV show, I think, of somebody, you know, bringing cooking and science together, but, like, owning it. So, like, be, like obviously now there would be room yeah. for that. But just, yeah, like, making it fun and making... Like, I think that's such a more fun way to learn about science and more everyday applications mm-hmm. of science that you wouldn't be it, like, sodium and, like, yeah. like baking, for example, is all chemistry. Or if it's, like, 
poisoning your husband <laughs> and annoys you too much. Exactly. Like in the Great British Bake Off, the current season, there is a chemist. Like one of the contestants yeah. is has like backgrounds in a background in chemistry, and he's like killing it. He's mm-hmm. so good at it. So obviously, there, there is there's like a crossover there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the supplies here are obviously the scientific, yes. the chemi- yes. chemical, chemistry supplies. Yes. Supplies. Uh-huh. The beakers, which kind of starts the yeah, whole yeah. story. Oh, I love it. Out. Um, but also the cooking yeah. and it's quite funny at one point she gets quite um, down um, and basically every show she's cooking she, she's making cookies yeah. um, like Aww. every time <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love it because there's people like the crowd now is just full of, full of women um, there's queues right down the street oh, whenever I they're filming that. and they all come with their notepads and they all basically sit because obviously there was yeah. no recording technology yeah. and you can go and set your, yeah, your, your phone exactly. so everyone's writing everything down and it's lovely, whenever she finishes an episode, she always says, right, children, go and lay the table. Your mother needs a moment to herself. <laughs> um, and when she finally decides that she's not doing it anymore, um, you know, she finishes it off with a, a kind of similar sign-off. That's um, lovely. But she's just a wonderful character. Her child, um, who I've forgotten the name of, actually, um, is very... She doesn't raise her child like people would yeah um she just assumes that her child will know everything yeah and so you know when her child's like put into school a year early because she she needs to go to school but she already knows more than anybody uh. and possibly some of the teachers <laughs> you know she speaks several languages you yeah. know that kind of a thing oh, she knows her good. history um so you can understand why 6.30 also um, yeah. manages to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, of, of course. As a doctor. <laughs> but no, he's I'm... lovely as well. He was a... He's had a troubled past as well. He was trained as a, a bomb squad dog, oh. but was a bit scared of getting blown up. Um, so kind of um, disappeared um, from that and then made his way to her. Um, so everybody oh. seems to have like a... They've all found each background. other. Yes. Okay, so I have a very important, unrelated, Mm -hmm. but related question. So, if, like, you know, we've spoken about food and, like, Mm -hmm. snack supplies, if you had to choose a food from any of the books that Mm -hmm. you've read, like, throughout your life, what food would you most want to eat for lunch today? For actual lunch? Mm -hmm. So, you're always going to go with um, Bertie Bott's Every Flavoured bean Ooh. but that's not lunch that's I mean it could be like a dessert a snack mm, yes, uh-huh, yeah. yes oh that that would be good yeah. wouldn't, you, wouldn't you be scared that you'd get like sock flavoured <laughs> <laughs> that's all part of the fun ah, um. see, see I'm, I have like a huge uh, like a very low threshold for disgusting stuff mm-hmm. so I think like if I got some like vomit flavoured <laughs> it would just put me off of the beans and food maybe for I think you'd have to have something else sitting by the side if you get the dodgy one in a packet of those sweets that are there's a coffee one in them and you mm. get the coffee one yeah. you need to have another sweet to get oh see I would quite be happy with oh, the coffee no, one no. <laughs> so not like a cup of coffee to go no, with no exactly <laughs> um, but I don't know like the proper lunch food mm-hmm. um, I do like a picnic I have to say um, so I would quite like a famous five kind of picnic as yeah. long as it was jam tarts yeah they have quite they always seem to find these farms no matter what adventure <laughs> they're on and the farms always have like freshly churned butter freshly made bread <laughs> jam like all these farm wives are just like making this well, yeah so that actually sounds good maybe not today because no, it would get quite soaked yes. in like scottish weather it's a measurable day but yes that does sound really nice 
so i think that be uh, hopefully is quite happy i'm excited about <laughs> both our recommendations i can't wait to explore yours uh do you think b would be satisfied i think so i think so yes and do you think she has any ideas for what the next episode she does um, she does so our next episode is all going to be about heroes or villains oh right Mm -hmm. oh well i have to say i do have a soft spot soft corner soft spot i have all the corners (laughs) and spots for villains i love a well-told villain Mm -hmm. yes exactly so i can't wait yes (laughs) but yes thanks so much for listening yes and we'll see you next time Bye. bye